Welcome to the Right Way Christian Center podcast. Here at Right Way, we exist so that people may know God personally, grow in God relentlessly, and show God compassionately. We hope that you grow because of this message today. All right, lift that Bible and mobile device over the, in the air and say this with me. The Word of God is the answer. The answer is in the Word. Amen. All right, we're continuing in a series that we started two weeks ago entitled Boot Camp Faith. Today is lesson three, and we're just teaching on the foundation of our faith. Today's subtitle is Faith Built on a Rock. And our theme is just simply the basic concepts of faith. Faith is a vitally important uh, understanding to the believer because the Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight and that the just shall live by faith and that without faith it is impossible to please God. So faith, in my opinion, is the single most important message to the believer. And we call this boot camp. So we've defined boot camp as a military training camp for new recruits. Are y'all cold? Y'all good? Okay. And we also define boot camp as a short, intensive, and rigorous course of training. Now, I'm, I'm probably military, United States Navy, A-27 in Coast Neck, New Jersey was my ship. I was on a supply ship. And I had to do boot camp for three months, and the purpose of doing boot camp was to take my mind, my actions, and to align them uh, to this new way of living that I had now become a part of, that actually I had given my life to by the raising of my hand. And so they were birthing in me their, their mindset, their rules, their regulations, and their way of being. That's what we're doing in this series. We are getting the believer's mind, your mind, my mind renewed and, and on the foundation of how do we live out this God life that you and I raised our hands and gave our life to. Amen. We don't want to be saved and never experience the benefits of what salvation affords us. We don't just want to come to church and shout and dance and bite the back of the seat off. And as Ross said, during the maze conference, she's going to bite the leg. And, and we don't see what this word promises manifest in our lives. The word works, but we've got to work the word. And faith is the vehicle that causes the word of God to manifest in our lives. So let's look at Matthew chapter 24 verses 20, Matthew chapter 7, excuse me, verses 24 through 27, and I'll be reading in the New Living Translation. They're going to put it on the screen so that you can see it uh, if you don't have the means of following along with me from that translation. The Bible says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on a solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the flood waters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teachings and doesn't obey it is foolish like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse and it will collapse with a mighty crash. And so, we're going to look at today 
uh, the scripture, God, God, Jesus, excuse me, speaks in parables. They, they are earthly stories with heavenly meetings. And, and he wrote in parables so that when you and I look back to the scripture uh, with Holy Spirit being on the inside of us, then we will be able to interpret the text and clearly understand uh, what Jesus was trying to get us to see or what God wants us to know about how his kingdom operates in the earth. And so let's look at this, uh, this scripture from a natural illustration and then we'll, we'll pull out the spiritual ramifications of it as well. And so naturally, number one, we have two builders. We have two builders. One is wise, the scripture says, and one is foolish. Come on, say two builders. The next thing we see in this um, in that illus parable is that we have two houses. Come on, say two houses. And, and both look sturdy before the storm. Both of them look sturdy. I mean, both of them were livable. Both of them were, you can put them on the market and, and both of them, man, would probably price out at the same price. Both of them, two homes, two houses. Thirdly, we had two storms. Come on, say two storms. And, and the Bible tells us that both storms beat against both houses. Now, let me pause here by saying that the one wise house and the one foolish house was not uh, one saved and one unsaved. Both, both houses were saved. One was just a wise house and one was just a foolish house, but both were saved. Come on, say both were saved. He, he's not giving us this parable to show us the difference or to differentiate between a person saved going through or facing storms and a person unsaved. No, he, in the parable is implying that we got saved people, and, but they're either one house or the other. Are you listening to me? Now, next thing we have, number four, so we got two builders, we got two houses, we got two storms. Number four, we have two foundations. Come on, say two foundations. We have, we have a house that's built on a rock. Uh, the New Living Translation says it's bedrock, right? Uh -uh, we're getting ready to build on the property, and they're going to have to go and scave that property until they get down to bedrock because you just, you just can't go and pull the grass up and cut a few trees and then you know, start putting cement on the ground. No, 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 no. You got the script, uh, the new, I mean, the King James Version, excuse me, says you would have to dig deep or dig down till you find bedrock because it's at the bedrock where now you can start building from. So we had one house that built on bedrock and then we had another house that built on sand. So we got two foundations. We have a rock foundation and we have a sand foundation. And then fifthly, after we have two builders, two houses, two storms, two foundations, we have two results. Come on, say two results. We have one house that withstood the storms, and then we have another house that collapsed. And, and uh, one translation says, and great was the ruin thereof. So it not only collapsed, it was ruined. And so listen at me very carefully, precious people. The difference was not the storms because storms came to both houses. Now, if you're saved and you expect that this life is going to be hunky-dory and you're never going to run into any problems, you're never going to see any storms, I don't know who taught you that, but that's not backed by Bible. 
That's not bad. We're going we're gonna, to, the Bible says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver us from them all. The fact that the Bible has to call us more than conquerors suggests that there are going to be some things that you and I are going to have to conquer. Believers are going to face storms in life, right? But you've already been promised that you're going to come out victorious if your house is on the right foundation. Are you listening? Now, the storm was not the cause of the collapse. The storm wasn't the cause of the collapse. Notice now, we had two houses, two storms, and both houses got hit by the storm. One house stood. So the, it, it must have been that the storm could not have been the cause of the collapse because the storm hit both houses. You listening to me? What the storm did, it differentiated, watch this now, between the quality of the foundation. So the storm told on the house on what it was founded on. You got it? And so the difference then was not the house, the difference was the foundation. Now, this word foundation is defined as the underlying support. The underlying support. Come on, say the underlying support. Now listen at the, the underlying support. The foundation, this underlying support, let's, let's look at all that it supported, all that it was responsible for holding up. Now remember we're talking about boot camp faith, and today we're dealing was responsible for supporting. The, the foundation of the house supports the weight of the house. It supports the people in the house. It supports the content and the structure that's above ground. And then it provides stability for everything that will be built. Let me say it again. Let me say it again. We're talking about boot camp faith, right? And we're talking about the foundation of our faith. We're looking at these two houses and we now understand that the foundation is so vitally important because the foundation is the support system to the house. It is what holds the house together. Are you listening to me? This is so good, man. I'm talking about you need to be tuning in now because the foundation supports the weight of the house. The foundation supports the people in the house. The foundation supports the content and the structure above ground. And the foundation also provides stability. Come on, say stability. It provides stability for everything that will be built. Listen at this, the part that goes up. The part that goes up. So now, let me. This is not in my notes, but it's it's a good place for a stick up. That that the the foundation even tells you how high you can go. You can want to go high, but if you don't have the proper foundational support, your your high will only be a want. But you'll never get there because you don't have the foundation in place to support the desire of how high you want to go. Oh, this is so good. This is so good. This is because many of us got pipe dreams. Because we, 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 we want the dream, 
but we don't have the foundation that the dream needs or that the desire needs. And that foundation is faith. Listen at this. We have two foundations, so what we need to understand is the difference in the sand foundation so that we can identify our foundation so that we don't collapse to storms. Because believers shouldn't be collapsing the storms when the builder has promised us that we are more than conquerors and that victory belongs to us. Believers shouldn't be collapsing the storms. So now we got to look back to the foundation because remember now, the storm differentiated between the foundation or the quality of the foundation of the houses. So if we are failing in life, we don't have to question God. We just got to find out what is our foundation built on. Now, let's talk about the spiritual side of this parable or the spiritual message let's go back again we had two builders right so spiritually those two builders represent two kinds of Christians we got wise Christians and we got foolish Christians we had two houses right naturally whether two houses spiritually represent two lives two lives we got a life that's gonna be built on sand And we got a life built on a rock. And you find yourself moving all the time, moving all the time, moving all the time. Uh, Just moving. Those are Winnebago's. God didn't call us to be Winnebago's. God called us to be houses. You pick up from this church and go to that church. Just pick up and no, 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 no. No. Is your life built on sand? Is your relationship with God built on sand? Are you with him today and not with him tomorrow? Are you for him over here and not for him over there because your desire for it is greater than your obedience to him to not do it? Luke chapter 4, verse 30, uh, 46 through 49, we find this uh, same story. I'm going to read it in the King James Version. Luke chapter 6, verse 46 uh, through 49. This exact same sto- uh, parable is over there, and it says, And why call ye me, Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built a house and dig deep, laid the foundation of the house on a rock. And when the flood arose, so it's coming, when the flood arose, the streams beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth against which the streams did beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was what? The ruin of that house was great. Notice the Bible says, and when the storm came. So spiritually we got two storms and those two storms spiritually represent the problems and difficult times everyone face in life. 
It represents the problems and difficult times everyone faces in life. We're going to face them. We're going to face them. But you will make it through. You will make it over to the other side if you're built on the right foundation. Amen. Number four, we had two foundations naturally. Well, spiritually, those two foundations represent two kinds of knowledge. Two kinds of knowledge. You got sense knowledge and you got revelation knowledge. Come on, say sense knowledge and say revelation knowledge. You know, it's, uh, not in my notes today, I just wanna, just, I'm not going to make you turn. Matthew chapter 16 uh, Jesus said, who do men say I am? And then he said, well, who do you say I am? And Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said, flesh and blood, didn't re you, you couldn't get this revelation through your senses. Flesh and blood didn't reveal this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto you, Peter, that upon this rock, this revelation, I'll build my church. This revelation, this divine revelation of knowing that I'm the Son of God, that I am the Christ, I'm the Christos. He said, I'll build my church, and the gates of hell will not, shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto ye the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Do you know everybody don't have keys? Because that key comes into your life or, or to, at your disposal as a result of you having a revelation of Christ. And a lot of people know Jesus, but I'm, com I'm convinced that much of the church don't know Christ. Amen. They know the man that went to the cross, but they don't know the man that ascended and sat down. Ain't, no, ain't got no problem. It's, it's good if you know the man. When you need to know the man to get to the cross because that's the way to get you saved. But to walk in dominion authority, you got to know the one that ascended. You've got to know the one that ascended. There's another level to this that the church is not. We, 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 and, and listen, I'm not knocking on what, don't, don't get me wrong. Hear what I'm saying? But it, it, it's, it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to see how I can, I can, I can make the difference of you know understanding Christ. Yeah, there's a difference between a fiance and a husband. You're so awesome, man. Yo, yo, the way you lay it out is so smooth. There's a difference between a fiancé and a husband. Am I right about it? There's a different expectation. There's a different giving and receiving when you cross over from Booth, a fiancé. At least that's supposed to be. From a fiancé or an engagement to marriage, that's a big difference. That's a huge difference. There's a dynamic difference. There's a power difference. There's a name change. When you move from one to the other. There's a position change. When you move from one, at least that should be. We should be able to, we're supposed to live together now. You get what I'm saying. Ain't beating nobody up if you is. You got it. it. It's no longer shack. It's called home. Right? You get, you get, oh, here it is. You so bad, man. You not get the key. 
Did you catch it? You get the key when you cross over. Right? I let you in when you're on that side. I just, you, you wait till I get home. You get what I'm saying? Now my house become, come on now, my name becomes your name. And we talking about the name in the church, but we ain't walking in the name. Because, you know, to get saved was a marriage. Praise the Lord. That's, you get that in my next book. I'm writing on that, right? finishing that up right now. That in Christ's revelation, man, it's just it's so profound. And so with that sense knowledge and this revelation knowledge. Uh, let's talk about sense knowledge. Sense knowledge is saying foundation. Now, what is, what is sense knowledge? It's knowledge gained through our five senses. Listen carefully, church. You got to get this. It's knowledge gained through our five senses. Now, now God gave us our, our senses for our protection and enjoyment of the natural world. God gave us our senses for our protection and our enjoyment of the natural world. I smell the smoke. I look throughout the house to find out where the fire is because that's not normal. Or I smell the candle and I say, hmm, which one is that? I, I smell, I'm sitting in there and I smell the aroma of the apple pie or the macaroni and cheese or the collard greens and, well, I'm a, uh, me, I'm, I'm a pescatarian now, or, 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 the, or the broil fish, you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, I know, I know that talking like that don't sound as good as you would say collard greens and cornbread, you get what I'm saying? That's all right. It's sense knowledge. God, gave, God didn't give it to us to know him or to have fellowship with him he gave us our sense knowledge for our protection and our enjoyment of this natural world see sense knowledge another definition uh, says that seeing is believing sense knowledge is a need to know first before moving it's choosing to only believe what you see or perceive with your five senses God gave you five senses, you better use them, yeah, for the natural world. But you, I mean, how, okay. John chapter 20, just write that in your notes, verse 24 through 29. Thomas, Jesus shows back on the scene, Thomas wasn't there. And then they tell Thomas, oh, we've saw Jesus. And Thomas says, except I thrust my hand. Except I get this evidence that will prove it to me. Except I thrust my hand in his side and put my, my hands in the print of the nails. I will. So watch this. Thomas took his own will and willed his will to his senses in order to believe. I'll believe it, but my will, that's why you're in control of your will. I believe it, but my will is set on sense knowledge. You need to prove it to me first. In order for me to believe it. And then Jesus comes. He shows himself. He let him do what he needed to do. And then all of a sudden Thomas said, oh Lord my God. He was like, nah brother. That ain't the way this thing works. Blessed are they who believe and have not seen, Thomas. It's not about seeing to believe. Matter of fact, David said in Psalms 27, 13, I have fainted. He said, I almost fainted. Least I believed to see the goodness of the Lord. He said, so I had to believe and my believing produced my seeing. Are you listening to me? 
And so uh, here's where many believers are missing it because they, they're asking for proof in order to believe. And do you know, do you know that belief never has all proof? Belief never. That's why we have to believe because we really don't have all the proof. You know, I, I could pull some married people beside, to the side right now and probably ask a question that most married people don't know about their spouse. But you married them. And you love them. But you don't know everything. Got quiet again. So, this thing is believing and choosing only to believe. So you got to be careful of power. Uh, uh, if setting your, 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 your knowledge on what politicians say, uh, uh, setting your, 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 your understanding, your belief on what the world predicts and, and what the world tells you, on just on what the doctor says. Now, we believe in doctors. I believe God made them apostles of healing, but, but, but I, believe, I still believe the report of the Lord. You, you're, you, I, I'm going to listen to you, but I, at the end of the day, you're a practicing physician, and I'm going to talk to the great physician. Because you're limited in your knowledge and you're limited in your ability. But I serve the unlimited one and I'm putting my foundation on. I'm going to take the medicine, but I'm still confessing. My body is healthy and strong. My strength is daily renewed. Are you listening to me? You'll, you'll never get out of this. It came in your family. You know, no, 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 no. I'm in a new family now. I, I'm in a new family now. And I, I don't have to be that way. I don't, I don't have to carry on. You know, it's in your blood. No, I don't. I got new blood flowing in my body. I, the blood of Jesus is in my life. I've been supernaturally infused. I, I've had a supernatural infu blood infusion. All right, let's, let's, let's talk about this revelation knowledge. Now, you got to make the choice. And if you don't believe anything I'm saying, then fine. Well, just make sure that if anything happens in your home and the doctor say, uh, there's nothing left I can do, then just walk out the room and start planning the funeral. Don't you dare turn around and ask God to do nothing. Revelation knowledge is a rock foundation. You're either going to be on a sand foundation or you're going to be on a rock foundation. Now, here's two definitions of revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge is knowledge revealed to us through God's Word. It's knowledge revealed to us through God's Word. It is also knowledge revealed to us by Holy Spirit apart from our senses. Apart from our, come on, say apart from our senses. God is not going to be using your senses to communicate with you. It may happen sometime, but that's not the absolute of God communicating. Man is spirit, soul, and body. And so God will communicate with you apart from your senses. Think about it. Think about it. Had you listened to God, some of us wouldn't be broken right now in our hearts because God had told us to let that relationship go, but all your senses told you that they were the right one. You saw what you like, you felt what you like, you may have even tasted what you like. You put your hand, you got touched the right way, and all your senses said, this is the one. But God was saying, no, it's not. And you went with that sense knowledge, and look at you now. So God ain't using your senses to communicate with you. And you got you to gotta grab hold of that. That God is not using your senses to communicate with you.
He communicates to us spirit to spirit. And that's apart from your senses. Amen. Look at Romans chapter 17. Romans chapter 4, excuse me, verse 17 through 24. They'll put it on the screen. We're going to look at it in the New Living Translation. Uh, it says, that is what the scripture means when God tells him, I have made you a father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Even when there was no reason for hope. Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations, for God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though, my God from heaven, at a hundred years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead, and so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger, and in this, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God was able to do whatever he, whatever he promised, and because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit too, assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him. The one who raised Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. Now, I want to insert something here. I'm not adding to or taking from, but Abraham, the patriot Abraham, is the example. I want to read it again. I'm going to show you something. For our benefit, it was written for our benefit too. What happened to Abraham was written for our benefit, assuring us that God will also account us as righteous if we believe in him like Abraham did. So Abraham, watch this, Abraham's sense knowledge said, you're 100 years old, your womb dead, and your wife Sarah's womb, who was 90, is dead too. But the Bible says against hope. When sense rim said no, he believed in a hope that said yes. So when, when an inability presented itself from a sense knowledge, ability said, I can do all things through Christ. Are you listening to me? So, so what are you going to do? The fact, what are you doing? When sense knowledge says no, and God is saying yes. Sense knowledge will say, you can't afford that. Sense knowledge will say, you can't have that position. But what does revelation knowledge say? Your foundation in your faith is so important. Now, here's a note. Abraham did not consider, listen carefully. Abraham did not consider age, logic, feelings, medical reports, or human opinion as his final word. Because, man, had, had, come on, imagine now your friend 100 years old and talking about and his wife 90, or your friend 90 years old and her husband 90, and y'all sitting there on the couch, and she say, I think I want to have a baby. <laughs> you probably going to get your person get up and leave. <laughs> Because daddy, 90 years old, are you sitting around one of your homeboys, y'all 100, and you tell me, man, I, 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 man, I think I want to be a daddy, man. At 100? Dude, we almost out of here, man. What you talking about? You, we almost out of here. Oh, you going to kill yourself trying. You know, you got to put that rock where you're going to kill yourself trying. 
But the lady, I can already tell the female, say 90 years old, y'all going to grab y'all purse and everything. Y'all going to rock up. Let me, let, me, let, me get a, let me get up out of here. That girl going to lost her mind. But Abraham, watch this now, did not consider age. He didn't consider logic. He didn't consider feelings. He didn't consider medical reports. Or he didn't consider human opinions as his final word. Remember the Bible says these things were not written for his sake only. So now you say, well, God, dog it. Why God go all the way out to 100? Why God go all the way to 99? Well, here's what God has to do. From a human perspective, God always goes out from the natural. He always goes out to the furthest extent so that you understand he has no limit. Why well, he just didn't do it at 50? That's not the, it, it's people having babies at 50 and 40. But at 190? So God always goes out to the further, furthest extent so that you won't put a limit on his ability. Does that make sense? That was good all by itself. So God gave us the Bible, listen, and revelation knowledge so that we could enjoy him and experience his provisions from heaven. See, the Bible says in Ephesians 1, that Ephesians 1 and 3, God has laid up for us all spiritual gifts in heavenly places. Philippians 4, 19 says, and my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. But that's why I never count myself off. We're, we're about to move into a huge building project, but I'm not going with sense knowledge. I'm following God. Now, 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 I'm going with what God say. See, you, you're not limited by your account, by your checking account. You're not limited by your, your level of knowledge, how far you went through school. And then it, you, you look at that on that application, see. You ever notice that the world always puts before us sense knowledge? You, you know, you look at that thing, what's your nationality? Are you, you know, you're black, you're white, you're, and you're like, Lord, are they going to look at that? And you try to find a way to put other, you know what I'm saying? You're trying to find some you can, because you, in your mind, you're like, man, if they see I'm, I'm African-American, they're going to count me out. So, so because you think they're going to count you out, you count you out. Then they ask you, you know, what's your highest level of education? Right, and you just you just want to strike college so bad because I ain't been to college, and I wonder if they're gonna look at that, and if they're gonna think from that that I don't qualify for the job. So right there, filling out the application, you already disqualifying yourself because you're allowing sense knowledge to have its way in that moment, rather than revelation knowledge that God will open a door for me that no man can close, and God can close a door that no man can open, and there's nothing impossible for our God. For with men, sense knowledge is impossible, but not with God. With revelation knowledge, all things are possible to him that will believe over here on this rock side but now you can stay on the sand side if you want to but remember on the sand side both houses were hit with the same storm this one over here collapsed and great was the ruin thereof let me close this out number five there were two results there were two results we know our natural results uh, was that one house fell uh, one house withstood the storm the other house collapsed what is, what is the spiritual result well the spiritual result represents the believer's response. Come on, say the believer's response. Faith and life, what is this response? Faith and life on revelation knowledge and faith and life on sense knowledge. That's what this parable wants us to see. Faith and life on revelation knowledge 
and the outcome or the result of faith and life on sense knowledge. Now, let's look at this. Believers who build their faith and life on revelation knowledge, God's Word, will win in life regardless of the circumstances of life. Did you hear that? Listen to me carefully. We're done. I got one more thing and then we're finished. You need to get this. Believers who build their faith, that word faith, their belief, and life on revelation knowledge, that would be God's word, will win in life regardless of the circumstances. Regardless, come on, say regardless of the circumstances. See, revelation knowledge supersedes the circumstance. You will win with revelation knowledge regardless of the circumstance. Who cares one out of four single mothers uh, who uh, single mothers end in poverty? No, revelation knowledge regardless of the circumstance. I'm not going to attach myself to that knowledge to me. And my mistake, I, my, I made a mistake, but I'm not my mistake. Having babies is not a mistake. That's not what I'm saying. I, I, I did something when God told me not to do it. God is the author of life, and so God still wants me to win. Are you listening to me? And then believers who build their life and faith on sense knowledge will be defeated in life. So you have a choice. You're either going to be the wise builder or you're going to be the foolish builder. You're either going to build your life on a rock or you're going to build your life on sand and the result or the outcome of that is with revelation knowledge you're going to win over every circumstance or with sense knowledge you're going to be defeated in life so so here's 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 our here's our take home question am I always facing defeat as a Christian Am I always, am I, all, am I back and forth? Am I, am I just wavering all the time? So you got to figure out what foundation you're on. Are you strong in the Lord and in the power of his might? Or every time something hits your house, you're, Lord, where you at, God? Why me, Lord? Why I'm going through, Lord, where the Bible says, and when the storm came. So it's going to come. You just need to have your house on the right foundation. You see why faith, the foundation of our faith is so important? Because when the storm comes, you won't be asking God all those questions. When the storm comes, I'm on the right foundation. It's going to be all right. I'm going to win. Stay with myself in the Lord and weather the storm. We got two more lessons, I think, on this faith. Because we got to get this right. We got to get this right, guys. Okay, the, the lines can't be blurred when it comes. We got to get this part right, right here. And when we get ourselves established in faith, everything that the Word of God says, we can manifest it. Because we're on the right foundation to build the house. Amen. Let's pray. Eternal Father God, thank you for your Word. Thank you for your people. God, we pray that we just become more established in faith, Father, so that we can see your promises manifest in our lives. We're believing for better, God. We're believing for greater, and we know that our faith can produce that which we desire in you, and we thank you for it. Thank you for this house. Thank you for your people. Grow us in you, Father, and we do give you the glory. In Jesus' name, all of God's people said amen.
Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. If you were changed by this message today, help someone else by sharing on your social media platforms. You can partner with us to continue to reach more people by giving at rightwayccc.org or on the Givelify app. Make sure to subscribe so that you're the first to know when a new episode is available. Thanks for listening.